0: TheUltimateCoachBook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. Welcome back to The
1: Ultimate Coach Podcast. My name is Philip Bartu. Joining me today is the wonderful Lindsay Gilman. Hello, Lindsay. Hello. Wonderful to have you here with us. Uh, Lindsay is a trauma therapist, a holistic health practitioner and calibration coach and when you feel her you just feel her passion about the miraculous power of the body to heal itself and one of the things that I have gotten to love about Lindsay and the few conversations we've I've got to enjoy with her is there's something in me that feels like something has been healed or even a part of me that I didn't even know needed to be healed Heels, And it's like, there's a lightness to me just from being in her presence. So I invite you to join us in exploring who Lindsay is and just this lightness of being that she brings with her and to those who get to experience her. So what a, what a gift you are. And thank you for being <sighs> here today.
2: Thank you so much, Philip. It's such an honor. I wouldn't want anyone else to have a conversation with today.
1: Well, I'm excited. Thank you. And um, I know that there's been, a, this has been a real journey for you. And this podcast is really about connecting with people who have been very impacted by either Steve Hardison or the book, The Ultimate yeah. Coach. And I know when you came across this book, this was, um, tell me, t- actually, I don't even know. Tell me about. How did you actually get a book in your hand?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's actually, it felt very random. Um, I was scrolling Facebook one day and I got an invite to join the Ultimate Coach Facebook group. And I I clicked it and hopped in and started scrolling through through the, the group. And what I was reading was like nothing else. I had ever read before. These posts were just on another level. Um, the depth of of what people were discussing, and I'm reading about being, and I'm reading about this guy named Steve Hardison, and then there's all these acronyms that people are using. It. Um, I had no idea who Steve Hardison was, and um, so I just kept kind of lurking in there for a couple of days, and I decided to. To introduce myself. I, I wanted to get to know more of, of these people sharing about oh, oh, being.
1: I, I remember your introduction video, which was something that totally shook me. And I ran over to get my wife and said, watch this. <laughs> so, so, so with, with your permission, I mean, yeah. would you introduce yourself the way you did to, for the, for our listeners?
2: Oh my! The are you talking about the poem, Philip? Or yeah,
1: about, that, Oh
0: my uh, god! Yes, yeah. There I is mean, a
1: poem you wrote uh, that speak that just spoke to the essence of my soul, and it it's an introduction like I've never seen before. And uh, I, I mean, what it what I I mean I'm, I I know this is really off the cuff, so
2: yeah, I know I mean, you I, haven't
1: prepared anything for it, but if you um if you could give us whatever, whoever you are from.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, this is off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, I'm looking right now to see if I even have it written anywhere <laughs> that I could read it because it's so um, it's one of the the favorite, one of my favorite poems that I've written. Um, and it's something that I don't tend to do a lot of spoken spoken word poetry um and so when I wrote it I I thought to myself you know this this really needs to be something that I do like spoken aloud I mean it's it's so much bigger than just something that could just be read you know um but I off the top of my head I don't I don't remember it um but I just found it so I'm gonna read it if you don't mind
1: oh wonderful yes
2: okay Tell me what you do for work without telling me what you do for work. I'm a travel agent for the astral world, a quantum tour guide, a name badge that reads, you are here. Miss Frizzle with bad tattoos and gold nose rings, frankincense resin, my magic bus. I'm a bullshit detector, the fire under your ass, the voice in your head that echoes only truth, that you are the medicine woman, you are your own best healer. I'm a professor of oxygenation, a specialist of cellular regeneration, proponent of self-experimentation, fuck, a vacation. My vocation fills my soul the way poetry fills my mouth, milk, and honey, like the saturation in my brain of psilocybin and lion's mane. I'm a feminism escapee, the black sheep of the third wave, annoying the fourth with their hypocrisies on repeat in my bullhorn. I've dug underground tunnels for you, and you, and you, torches soaked in blue hair dye, butane, summon the depleted, the defeated, the cheated, who were told to trade in a housewife for a wage slave. I call them back to the divine feminine, sit down and attend my classes, for fluidity is a fine art, not a label worn by the masses. I'm a kitchen witch of cast iron and sea moss, and archaeologists digging up the root cause, lighting a blaze, the palliative gauze. You wrap around your symptoms, following the law of the white coats and all their flaws. I'm a holistic grassroots gangster slipping you selenium and iodine when your endo can't answer why you feel like you're dying. Yet the lab work doesn't say cancer. I'm your mirror. I am your sister, an alchemist who turned living hell into heaven, who healed her crippling depression by optimizing digestion, among other secrets I share in my profession. What do I do? Here's my confession. I don't do anything. You heal you. Your life is your medicine. I just guide you through. I interpret the language of symptoms into the only thing that's true. There's only healing. There's only health. And the very thing that you need comes only from yourself. Boom.
1: <laughs> and the crowd
2: goes wild.
1: <laughs> this feels like a mic drop moment.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh God, I love that. I love that thank you for letting me share that you're asking me to share that I mean I haven't read that in a while
1: yeah I don't I I I just at some point just wanted to kind of beat along with you and I could just feel see I, I got to feel who you're being and how you share that yeah and the and the power and the confession that you make at the end and it's um what a what a beautiful way to introduce yourself
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, yes.
1: I'm so I'm so glad you found it. So that's so. This is how I discovered Lindsay. Um, that was the that that was my first impression of you, and I was from there immediately. I reached out to you, and we had a call. And oh my God, so much has happened since then. So I, I know that. Also, for those of you that are listening and um, don't even know about the Facebook group. Um this is also a a podcast where we're gonna sort of let you in a little on um on what's well actually really about what well, what I'd love to know more is just about your journey and so what what's maybe you can tell us a little bit about what has been your experience with the book, with the community, and yes. what's, what's happened in your life because I know you have the most extraordinary um, story to share
2: yes yes so so much has happened I mean I didn't get the book in my hands until January the beginning of January um so it's it's what, like four months and it feels like a lifetime has passed um and after I joined the group um Judy Thurston um who was the leading lady of the ultimate experience um, actually reached out to me after um, reading my first post and my video. And it's that poem, wasn't it? Me. It's, it's not yes. poem.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so, and so um, I ordered the book and, and um, started reading it right away and met her for coffee, maybe a couple of days later. And, you know, she shared with me her, her story, which is so incredible and um, inspiring and invited me to the event um, and of course I said, absolutely. I, I, I will absolutely attend this. This book has already, you know, just impacting me in such profound ways. And, um, the, I started to share a little bit about what I was reading with my husband and Casey Gilman. And it's, you know, he, he and I had have, have had a lot of struggles and I'm going to kind of just go into it here, Philip. Um, we we had a lot of struggles um, in our marriage over the the last five years. Um, a lot of that included um, us navigating um, me falling ill with with a pretty severe chronic illness after the birth of our daughter, and um, me really losing my ability to care for myself and my family for an extended period of time, and the fear and the and the the uncertainty that came with that really. Um, took a big toll on our marriage. Um, we were living in a, in a place of lack, um, emotionally and spiritually and, um, lost our connection to each other, our ability to communicate effectively. And, um, gosh, for even the months leading up to me getting this book in my hands, um, you know, divorce was on the table more often than it wasn't. And, um, it was a really dark time for us. And so I started reading about being and this man and, Oh my gosh, the, the story of Amy and Steve. And I'm like, Oh, that's possible. <laughs> that's possible through this, through this, uh, you know, this technology of being, you know, I'm saying in quotes here, but, and so I started sharing some with him and, and, and really he, he pushed it away at first because over the last, I would say a year or two, I really was really trying to do the work myself to to heal our marriage and to, to get us to a place of um, connection again. And I did a lot of pushing a lot of, you know, kind of wanting him to come along with me. Like I need you. And, and there was resistance there. And uh, this is one more thing, right? But I, I didn't push this. I just shared, you know, shared what I read and, and, and shared, you know, some posts from people in the group and. And, um, it wasn't until he saw a video, um, I think it was of Antonio de Sousa. Um, and he watched it and he said, all right, I'm going to sign up for Facebook. And he hasn't been on Facebook for like seven years. And he, he joined the group. Um, and then a couple of days later after lurking, he said, I want to go to the event. And I said, well, to go to the event, you got to read the book. And so we sat together every night and took turns reading the book together. And it changed everything for us. Everything. Um, by solely understanding that we were creating unintentionally in the past who we were being in our relationship, who we were being as husband and wife, and that we can intentionally create something different. And that one concept changed everything. And Philip, we are so connected now, deeper than I ever could have imagined prior. I mean, this is beyond my wildest dreams. I'm giddy every day. Like I'm, I'm just like, it's incredible, absolutely incredible. And watching, I have the honor of watching my husband grow and transform in ways i never imagined and never thought was possible and the amount of pride i feel and joy and it's it's been incredible it's been an incredible experience
1: it's nothing short of a miracle Um, Mm -hmm. it's um it's a message of hope and and possibility for those that are listening and feel like they, because, and what, what's extraordinary is the whole thing happened within a time frame of about two months.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: So it was, it went from having a divorce, considering divorce, not being able to communicate, feeling disconnected to having a, such a sense of ease and connection and love and understanding through who you were being and the way you were sharing with each other. Right. Right. So, so let's, let's just, if we can just kind of take a magnifying glass and kind of look at what happened there. So, what is it? So, we, we, we got to hear the story before and the story after. What are some of the things that you understood that you hadn't understood before or that you started to get a different perspective on?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was slightly what I, what I touched on just a moment ago, the, um, the, so I'm, I'm a, I'm an artist, I'm a creator. I, I, I love using paint. I write, um, I cook, I, I crochet, um, I draw. I I'm an artist in that, in that way. And I, when I'm creating art, that's when I'm in oh, there's this flow state. I feel so connected to to spirit, mm-hmm. to myself, to my work. And I find so much joy in that. Um, it really brings me into the present moment and um it's so healing. And what I didn't recognize prior to reading this book is that I'm creating all the time. I'm creating myself, mm-hmm. I'm creating the people around me, I'm creating my life, I'm 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 creating all the time. And so you're,
1: you're actually never not
2: creating. I'm never not creating. Yeah. So why not intentionally bring an intentionality to what I'm creating to make art in my, in my entire life, in my being, through my being. Mm. Um, make my relationship, my marriage, my art. My mothering is art. My, my, my sistering is art. My, I, I'm, I'm making everything into art by who I'm being and, and turning it into something that's intentional. And, and oh my gosh, that's what my, that's, what's reflecting back to me in my marriage. It's become this masterpiece that we are co-creating together. My husband and I, it's like, we're both with paintbrushes, you know, um, you know, painting this masterpiece on the, on a shared canvas and we don't know how it's going to turn out, but we know that because we're creating ourselves as being love, unconditional love for each other. And we're being peace and we're being, um, intentional, we know that it's going to turn into something that we can't even imagine, but we know it's going to be beautiful. And that, that has been my biggest takeaway that I, I wasn't cognizant of prior. And so now I've taken that artist label on myself to a whole nother level. Like I'm an artist of life. Like I'm, it's, it's, it's brought me joy that is so immense each and every day that joy that i experience when i'm painting or writing i'm experiencing moment to moment to moment
1: that's that's so beautiful to hear and also when i'm listening to you say that it can also feel like the joy like the painting is bringing you joy and 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 as much as all of that is true i also want to yeah sort of ask you how how do you feel about the fact that you're experiencing all that joy has everything to do with the connection you have for yourself and really nothing to do with what you're doing
2: yeah yeah i mean, you're so right philip it's it's brought the 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 concept of 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 being and um the, the intentionality behind it really has brought me to such a deeper connection to myself, yeah. such a deeper level. Yeah.
1: And, and, and that joy is available to us when we're taking the trash out. Yes. That, like that joy is available yes. to you when, when, you know, you have to get up in the middle of the night because one of your kids is crying. Like that, that, right. that there's, there's no, there's no place where that joy isn't available so the possibility of actually Mm -hmm. living from a place of joy and peace and well-being is unlimited
2: right right it's it's in every moment the possibility is there in every moment and i find that in the moments that could be seen as difficult um it's almost that when i when i tap into that that the access to joy in those moments it's Mm -hmm. it's 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 on another level um when you're able to create art that's kind of how I feel about it. when I'm able to create art by who I'm being in the difficult moments it's that much more beautiful those it's just it's such a beautiful experience um it's changed my life (laughs) changed my life
1: yeah I can I can hear that Mm -hmm. what are Mm -hmm. you what else are you excited to share with our listeners today
2: you know, um, outside of the, like you said, um, miraculous healing that has happened in my marriage, um, and we touched on this deeper connection to myself, you know, um, I, I want to touch on that a little bit more because <laughs> I'm actually going to share something. It's kind of a funny story, um, that just happened the other day. And I think it's applicable here, um, um, most of my life, I, I was a chronic people pleaser, chronic people pleaser. Um, I had no clue who I really was, what I mm. wanted, any of it. I, I, was, I was a pro at wearing all these different costumes for everyone in my life based off of what I was assuming they wanted me to be for them. And really had no, I mean, there was just no sense of self, no sense of boundaries, And, um, it took a huge toll on my mental and physical health. And, um, in that there, there was also this, this hole, you know, there was this, this lack of self-love. Um, I was, I was caring more about what other people thought of me than what I thought of me or, or who I really was or, or anything. And in this In the the past four months, and this is something I've worked on prior to this, like really trying to establish a deeper level of self-love. And um, especially after I got sick, um, I really brought that to the forefront. But the book itself and reading about the the depths of how how Steve loves himself and how that in turn um, creates this huge endless capacity that he has to love everybody I mean, it, it's just overflowing, and there's never a drought. Um, I I realized that that I really needed to hone in more on on my own self love and um, passion for myself, and um, getting to know who I am and and, and who I want to create myself to be. And so, over the past few months, I've been you know, studying this book and um, reading it about myself and. I have just discovered this affinity for who I am, my quirks, my, my strengths, my, I mean, all of it. And, um, I have fun. Like I'm enjoying being with myself every day, like hanging out with myself. And I had a moment, I was talking with a client the other day and they were, they were discussing issues in their marriage and talking about, well, our love languages are so different. And Lindsay, what's your love language? And I sat there for a moment and I started to laugh because what came to me was that my love language is all of them, (laughs) all of them. I want them all. And I, I had, I had, I think I felt like that my whole life, but I felt so much shame of being seen as too much or being told I was too much or whatever. So I would, I would just say, oh, you know, it's service. I like acts of service but I really never felt, felt fulfilled because I really wanted right. all of them. <laughs> and so I yeah. said, I want all of them. And my client was like laughing with me and they said, that, that's so refreshing to hear someone admit. And as I said it, I felt this deep love and admiration for myself that I was able to be real and admit that and say it without shame and, and with even more love for myself, right? Like I loved that about me that I, I need all of them.
1: <laughs> Gosh, you know that's really making me reflect because I I was very comfortable claiming that yeah, physical touch that's my language right. of love. And it right. does it, it it I mean it, it it definitely is something that's super important for me and a priority. But as you say that, I was also just reflecting like, hmm, what would what would mine be? Right. And for me, what what's coming up is like my language of love is being an expression of the love within me.
2: Oh, I love that. Yes.
1: Yes. And that's like energy that gets to move through me onto someone or mm-hmm. onto what I'm writing or onto mm-hmm. whatever, whatever I am creating. If I can create from an energy of love that's moving through me and I'm an expression of that love, that's my language And what I write with that language is not just beautiful, but it penetrates into whatever I am creating with an energy of love.
2: Yes. Yes. And
1: that ripples and ripples and ripples.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh, all of that all of that, my friend.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I, I never even considered that until you, until you spoke. And I just was like, wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's, we, we cling to these little labels, right. And it, and it, it's what our labels Philip, It's limiting, right. It limits us from really the full, the fullness of, of, and the complexity of who we are and, and how we show love and how we feel love and give love and, and so it felt so freeing for me in that moment to just say, you know what, I don't have, it's not just this, it's all of it. Like I, I love mm-hmm. it all and I can feel love from it all. And I can give love in, in all of those ways, you know? Um, yeah. So it was just, it, it was such a freeing and, and uh, realization. Love is,
1: it's, it's also, it's a frequency. It's yes. a state of awareness, a state of being. What I'm also finding is when, when we're in this frequency there's less interest in entertaining things that are. I don't know if it's lower vibration, but I'll give you an example. Like with my, I had a fallout with my brother a few, a few weeks ago, and I got a, mm-hmm. I got a WhatsApp message full of accusations, and blame, and it was very hurtful, and there was no real way I could respond to that, um, by addressing the problem.
2: Yes, and.
1: I took some time to, you know, take a sort of take a pause with it, because I was just noticing, like, oh, all the uh, all the defensiveness that was coming up for me, and and that that was that was exactly what I didn't want. And so coming back to this, it was, and this was actually the day before my birthday. Interestingly enough, I get this message from him, and and I respond to him, and I say, um, I am in a place in my life where my own peace and well-being and harmony is more important than conflict i've prioritized mm-hmm. that over conflict
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
1: that was it like i didn't defend i didn't say anything i just it was just an expression of who i am an expression of who i'm being in the world and, mm-hmm. and, and, and how i'm living and um i didn't hear anything from him and the next day <laughs> was my birthday <laughs> He sends me a voucher for a massage treatment. And he says, I hope you get a lot of peace and love <laughs> through this massage <laughs> and, and harmony. I hope you get all everything you're looking for in this massage. Right. Um, so this went from accusations to, to a massage. And it actually just blew my mind that that happened. And the possibility of not having to resolve anything yeah. Yeah. For, for there to be a sense of, resi- um, I don't know, what's the word? Like a sense of like acceptance. Yeah. And where I can receive that from, from yeah. him. And, and um, I, I thought that was so graceful of him to be willing Ab- to put down the story and say,
2: Absolutely. I choose yeah.
1: our relationship over our problems
2: right it's that ripple effect how who you're being and how you're, you're well I'm I'm, with, I'm,
1: like, I'm I'm s- I'm starting to see that more deeply now as yeah it yeah. wasn't it now you can hear this and you can think oh I'm going to send that as a like as a oh that's and that that sounds nice I'm going to use that as a template next time mm. I get attacked right or, or, mm. or I'm going to use that again and it and it, it won't it won't be the same thing. Even for me, no. it, it won't be the same thing because it, it's what was true in the moment. It's what mm-hmm. felt like that was an expression of love in that moment, but it's not right. something I can recycle. No. And then, it, and then you can hear that and think, oh, well, that's a nice, that's a nice tool. Or I'm going to mm-hmm. use that in my toolkit, but it's actually mm-hmm. the tool is the being.
2: Right. Exactly. It's like what um, uh, Rafal Wolf, um, he's been sharing lately that it's, we're not being in order to Right. There's no in order to. We're just it's we're we're being from this deep well yeah. of, of who we are, and it just flows through us and it's what we're you know creating of yeah. ourselves. And there's no in order to.
1: Well, I, I also want to just kind of specify like what I'm hearing in that because you can absolutely be in order to, but what you're being sure. is lack, you're being lack.
2: Exactly. Like exactly. whenever
1: whenever I'm being in order to, I have to be from a cup that is half. Full, not mm-hmm. an overflying cup.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm hmm Exactly. Exactly. Oof. I love that.
1: That's beautiful. All right, Lindsay. What 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 else have you got that mm. uh, that you want to bring into this conversation?
2: Yeah. Um. I actually. I. I. Something else that's really profound that. Um. I. I find such a gift. Um from, from reading the book, getting to know Steve Hardison, um, and, and, and all of the people that I've met in this community. So I actually spoke about this. I did, um, an ultimate coach book reading, um, just a couple of nights ago on zoom. And it was such a intimate, beautiful experience. And, um, the excerpts that I chose to read, um, were was the one of the uninvited visitor of Dominique, the the gentleman who escaped prison.
0: Yes.
2: Um, and I read that excerpt, and I followed it with um, an excerpt from the chapter on love called uh, Strangers, a.k.a. Friends. I read those two, um, one right after the next. And the reason why I chose those, and I think that they... I know that they are the most um, powerful excerpts from the book for myself. So I grew up uh, in in indoctrinated basically into um, the non-denominational Christian church. And my dad was, my parents were very active. My dad was an elder. um, And from a young age, I, gosh, I, I, I loved the story of, of this guy, Jesus. I I thought he sounded amazing. Um, and, and I love studying that, but I, I really started to notice and sense, um, a disconnect Mm -hmm. in what I was reading about and what I was seeing around me, um, and how people were being. And it caused a lot of chaos and turmoil within, within myself at, at a very young age. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, what we're told to, to be like, to be like Jesus, but I'm not seeing anybody being like Jesus. And, and so I, I really began to have, um, a massive crisis, spiritual crisis, um, throughout my childhood. And by the time I left home, I just completely denounced it all, like I'm not participating in this whatsoever. Um, there's too much hypocrisy. Um, I experienced um, some abuse from my youth pastor. I mean, it was just not a good experience. And I shut down my connection to, to spirit, to God, um, for I would say over a decade. Um, and like nothing. I mean, I was like, I would call myself an atheist. I mean, there was just, it was gone. And after I started having kids, I realized that me shutting that down, I was shutting down like a biological piece of me. Like we're all spiritual beings. And I I recognize that. So I, but I was terrified to explore that. And because of what I experienced growing up and over time, I began to open up more to it and discover what my own Beliefs are in my own spirituality and started to embrace that on a deeper level. However, when I was reading um, the book, and especially those excerpts, I was shown an example of what I needed to see when I was a child. I was shown an example of somebody who is being being Christ-like. It touched me so deeply. I mean, those chapters, I I chose them and I cry through them every time I read them Um, there. It's just so powerful for me. And it healed pieces of me that I thought were, were healed that weren't, um, that that weren't. And it, it gave me hope and it gave me an example and it gave me a, it gives me a blueprint in some way as to, Oh, this is what that looks like in, in a human, in a real person, you know? and, Mm -hmm. and. It has brought me to such a deeper level, um, with my own spirituality, with my own connection to God, with my own connection to spirit and that gift talk about ripple effect. I mean, that has rippled out into, into my family, into, um, the miracles that are occurring in my life every single day. (laughs) I mean, it's happening every single day. It's rippling out into my business, um, Having this deeper connection to spirit, this consistent flow, ugh, it's it's changed my life, and 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 those excerpts really healed old parts of me um, that needed to be healed. So I really wanted to share that, um, and how appreciative I am of that example, you know. So
1: mm-hmm. wow, and uh, you are now that example. Yes, do you see yes.
2: that? You oh, are, yes, oh you
1: yes, know, it's like you were looking for an example. For 10 mm-hmm. years, you became what mm-hmm. you considered atheist. Right. And then you found the book, and then you saw Steve as the possibility of being a mm-hmm. living example of that. Mm-hmm. And that transformed you so much that you became that very Christ-like state of being yes. that you were so desperately looking to find in the world. Right. Right. So right. talk, talk about creating from the possibility of not seeing that anywhere and then just from a book and then actually creating yourself from that. I mean, that's just remarkable. Mm-hmm. I've actually mm-hmm. never, I've never heard anyone say it the way you just did. Mm. And it's really, um, I just want to sort of let that as a possibility for anyone who is reading the book right now, and who hasn't finished or who's as a possibility, you know, there's a, this is taking the saying, read the book about you to such a, an even deeper possibility. So, Mm
2: -hmm. so
1: I, I know that's, I just want to just acknowledge you for who you get, who you get to become. Mm. Or rather, mm-hmm. or, or rather, everything you were able to let go of and mm-hmm. who you get to unbecome. Yeah. In, yeah. This, in, the, in, in this process and the, the stories that you were able to let go of, the people pleaser, all those yes. different personalities. That's, um, and from someone who's done a lot of therapy, a lot <laughs> of work on yourself, it's probably spent a lot of money.
2: Mm-hmm. spent 20
1: bucks on a book and it's yeah. like a lifetime of <laughs> self personal development work and therapy yeah. um yeah. kind of result i just want to speak to the miracle of that
2: yes it is i mean and is. that's what
1: i'm hearing in in your story and in your it sharing
2: is. yes it's it's i have been living a miracle yeah. and and you know i don't i'm it was the, the timing is always right you know and so i every, the decade of, of my, you know, spiritual drought, all of that brought me to this, this place right here, right now. And, um, and it's added such a richness to my life. You know, the, the, the confusion that I experienced, the, the, um, you know, physical illness, I mean, all these different, the, the marriage issues, all of these things brought, has brought such a richness to my own life experience, to my own journey. And, um and it's it's primed me it's primed me for for this twenty dollar book <laughs> to enter
1: yeah, life. amazing so you know? let, let me let me let me just speak to the the people who are listening to this right now and who are reading the book and may not be getting the kind of value that Lindsay Gilman's talking about. Maybe like, yeah, that's not really the way I'm experiencing this book what What would you say? the people who may not be feeling or, or, or just a fraction of, of, of what you got to experience? Is there anything you'd like to say to, to them?
2: Yeah. Um, I think that, man, we, like I was saying, I think that this landed into my lap at a time that I mean, it was, it was all divine for me, right? It was all divine for me. And I'm not saying that it's not divine for everyone else, but I believe that for some people, and I've had lots of conversations with a lot of people who have read this book and have a, a, the huge, vast um, array of experience, right? Some people it's been extremely profound. Other people haven't gotten it at all. And I think that all of it is right. I think all of it is Right and that if you've read this book and you really, you felt like you really haven't gotten anything out of it or nothing's really transformed for your life. My, my advice would be to set it aside for a little while. And I know that other people might disagree, like, we'll read it again and read it more about you or, or whatever. Um, the information that we take in information, it's in, it's inside of us. And, it's not like you can't unread the book, right? You've read the book. You can't unread it. It's in there somewhere. And I think that if we're desperate and we're seeking for desperate and seeking transformation, we're coming from a place of lack, right? Philip? So when we're, when we're, when we're being desperate, we're coming from this place of lack and, um, that's going to limit, um, what it is that we're able to, uh, to see and accomplish and be in our life. So setting it aside and allowing it to marinate. and I actually gave this advice to somebody who I was speaking with in the group and they, they set it aside and actually, you know, turned off Facebook for a couple of weeks and they felt their own inkling to pick the book up again. Mm. And they picked the book up and just flipped to a chapter Instead of starting over from the, you know, the very beginning, yeah. it hit them in a way that was needed and different and transformative. And if we're fighting, we're not open. We're not in receiving mode. So my I, that would be my advice is to take a pause to let things marinate to, to know that it's in there. It's in there. Yeah, and that's, that's when amazing. it's when it's ready when it's ready mm-hmm. to land, it will.
1: What a will. wise. What a wise wise woman you are and what a wise (laughs) answer. Um, And even for me, where I felt like I was getting a lot out of the book, I needed Mm. to have moments where I would put the book down because there would be this sneaky thoughts that would get into my mind and tell me, wow, how can I be this? How can I have this much capacity for connection, this much ability to impact Mm. people? Like there was this, I, I felt into this comparison mode and mm. feeling like, oh, actually I'm feeling a little inadequate reading this book.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: so I also want to just say how all of it is, you know, is welcome and it's not that um, one is good or, 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 or better or worse. Mm-hmm. But what I did find was helpful was when that was happening for me, that was just an indication that I'm not really open to receive the gift this book has to give. So I, I decided to put the book down until for me, it wasn't so much until I felt an inkling, Mm -hmm. but until I was just feeling connected again, feeling that, Oh, I'm open. Right. And so when I was Mm -hmm. open, I would read the same page hmm and mm-hmm. it would really like yeah. lift, lift my spirit you know it was like medicine for the soul so there were things that I would read that would just really wow I'd have to sometimes even just put the book down and just reflect on on, on that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so for me it's, it's it was also the experience of reading it was very much also experiencing myself as being open and closed open and mm-hmm. closed and then taking that into my everyday life and noticing right. when am I open? When am I closed? When am right. I open? And it's, it's, it's really about when am I living in the possibility that I am unlimited from a place mm. of infinite potential, that anything mm-hmm. is possible, to when am I living from a place of, oh, I am small and limited.
2: Right, right.
1: And I go in those two different dimensions, in and out. Mm-hmm. Every day.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had practiced that, that work, um, of, of feeling in tuning in and toward my body, um, as to when I'm feeling open or constricted, um, a few years back when I was, um, diving into the concept of, of, of polarity and feminine energy and really trying to harness more of that, um, in my life and in my body and, Um, One of the, one of the practices was in, in in the day in moment to moment, can you tell, can you sense what, what does it feel like to be open? What does it feel like when you're closed and really, and what's happening in the world around you or inside you when those things each occur? Um, Yeah. What draws you open? What, you know, how do you respond to be constricted or closed? Um, And it's such a, that practice has, has, out, you know, into many areas of my life, um, not just in regards to like feminine energy, um, but in regards to, you know, how I'm mothering or how I'm taking in new information, um, books, you know, all of that. So, and, um, and I know
1: that you're also an expert in health and nutrition. Yes. And, you know, I know one of the things that I remember in our, in our early conversation was I had, you know, Christina had made me, my wife had made me a smoothie that morning. And as I was drinking the smoothie, she poured and poured and kind of spilt. And I was feeling grumpy that morning. And I remember having a thought, poor me, I have a wife who's clumsy. <laughs> and I was, I was living in that feeling of tens- tension in my body. Yes. Like, my wife is clumsy. Why can't she make me a smoothie without having stuff poured all over the side? So this is, again, coming, <laughs> coming back from my right hospitality training about how to, how to pour. Um, So, you know, I I clean up the glass and I could have just said, oh, here, let me help you clean. And I clean up the glass thinking, poor me, here I am cleaning up the glass, my clumsy wife, and I sit down and I drink it. And it was the most lovingly prepared smoothie with the healthiest ingredients. And as I was drinking it, I just felt like tension in my body. And it didn't feel so good. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it was like, holy cow, this is like the book. I'm now closed. So whatever I'm feeding myself, I'm not really able, my body isn't in a state of being that it's able to naturally take in all the nutrients so that I can really expand and feel alive. And I got to see that. Wow. um, Yes, food and nutrition is so important. And i had completely overlooked the state of being yes as a key element to health and vitality
2: yes yes this what you're saying i have because of this amazing book and steve i've been able to bring in the language around being into mm. my coaching practice and it has it has transformed how I coach, because <laughs> I coach around the nervous system and um, trauma and nutrition and hormones and all of that. And realizing that the foundation, the very first thing that we need to be paying attention to when we're when we're experiencing um, issues with our health or disease or or whatever is who we're being. Who are we being? Because yeah. who we are being is going to dictate nervous system, which dictates how our hormones go, which dictates our digestion, which dictates our sleep, our immune function, all of it. And what? wow, what a profound, like simplified way of approaching overall health and vitality. It, It doesn't need to be so complex. And I, and and people have been, you know, I'm usually the last person that people come to after they've been dealing with chronic illness or anxiety or trauma or whatever. They've they've seen all the doctors, they've seen all, they've done all the things and spent all the money on supplements and programs and, mm-hmm. and none of it's worked for them because they haven't addressed who they who they're being. So it doesn't matter how healthy of a food program they're on, if they're, they're having the most delicious smoothies, but if they're in a state of, of constriction or um, you know, uh, unease, disease in their being and who and who they are. They're not. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they're taking in their body. It's not going to um, be as effective as if they were in a place of openness, ready to receive that as something that is healing.
1: Yeah, and and as a as a food lover and like you, I I'd love to cook. It's also changed the way that I prepare food, the Ooh. energy that I'm putting into it, and and I'm um, also. Yeah, even Christina, she can taste when I cook something and I'm not in an expansive state of being, or if, they, if, right. if, if, if I'm feeling anger or if I'm feeling um, disconnected, then um, that energy is in the food and she's the first to notice it.
2: How profound is that? I mean, that is just, and, and it's, it's remarkable. Also, yeah, and
1: if you think about it, there's, um, the grandmothers in Italy are so renowned for their cooking. And there's a saying that there's nothing like grandma's cooking. And it's not that they use better ingredients or they have better techniques or skills. It's as a grandma, you're just sort of, you have this grandma mothering, nurturing energy that you put into the food.
2: And that's why,
1: and that's, even if you're eating pasta with extra parmesan and what right have you. exactly it's, it's the love in mm-hmm. that food mm-hmm. that makes what would be considered by many as an unhealthy dish a dish that has the capacity to heal.
2: Oh it's so nourishing. And it's and so just nourishing. and
1: deeply nourished. yeah. That mm-hmm. and so you can you can also have a meal that is nutritiously meets all the standards mm-hmm. and ticks the boxes, but the chef was like having a really bad day in the restaurant and it just won't nourish you the same way.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's like, I tell my clients and I say this tongue in cheek, I don't mean to eat a ton of donuts, but I say, you know, a happy donut is better than a sad salad <laughs> for your That's body. so good.
1: That's so good. I love that. Oh my God. I love that. I'm going to say that to my nephew because he's, He's just recently discovered donuts, and uh, he yeah. had his first donut at thirteen, and uh, his eyes just lit up. And and, oh, and, and we went for a donut together, and I bought him a donut. And I noticed, Lindsay, I was feeling like, oh, uh, I shouldn't do this, and there was a sense uh-huh. of guilt. And then I just, um, I just caught myself, and I was like, no, 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 let's take all that out and make this a mm-hmm. celebration moment. And so it, it was that happy donut that we got to share together. And, right. and yeah, a happy donut is better than a sad <laughs> salad. I'm gonna yes. remember that. That's so good.
2: <laughs> it is, and it's it's so true. It's the energy that we're taking in. I mean, love is such a high frequency, and um, you know, fuel. It's it, food is our fuel, and it, it it's a form of energy. And so, the energy that we have inside of our bodies, and the energy that was used to prepare the food, all plays a role in. Um, our body's ability to be able to pull nutrients and receive um, it as medicine, and and so yeah, a donut, a happy donut can absolutely be medicine at times. So,
1: <laughs> I love that, Lindsay. Thank mm. you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. For your lightness, this conversation just feels uh, so healing and f- nutritious. And mm. I am, I am nourished by being in your company and I wanted to ask you as we, as we come to a close, is there anything you would like to say before we complete?
2: Uh, This is what I say um, at the end of any podcast that I'm on and I'm going to say it here. And um, my philosophy is that our life is our medicine. And We can take it in moment by moment, whether it's with food or people or places who were being books, we can take in that medicine every single moment of every single day. And we can perpetually be healing our spirit, our minds, our beings by doing that. And the answer to knowing whether something is medicine is by tuning in and toward your body and your body always knows. And just to remember that, and I also want to, to thank you, Philip, for inviting me on here with you today. And not only for that, but the friendship that you and I have created together. It's like nothing I've ever experienced. And I'm infinitely blessed to have you in my life and as someone that I can call a dear friend. So thank you so much for that.
1: Oh, you're such a gem. Thank you so much, Lindsay. And or for people that would like to know more about you and, and, and your work, what would be the best way for them to
0: connect? Yeah.
2: You? yeah, you can find me on Facebook. So you can just look up Lindsay Gilman. It's Lindsay with an A. Um, you can find me on there, Friend Me. Um, I, I tend to, to, to post on um, the body and the nervous system and being, you know, several times a week there. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram at The Calibration Coach, There's underscores in there, but you'll find me and, or join the the Ultimate Coach Facebook group. And I'm very active in there as well. So,
1: Lindsay Gilman is one of the most engaging social media users I've come across. Her posts are really beautiful and extraordinary and will leave you feeling expansive. So if you've enjoyed this interview and this conversation, and you want to deepen and learn more I really encourage you to follow her and um, let yourself be astonished by what uh, Lindsay Gilman has in store for you Mm. thank you everyone for um, thank you for listening thank you for taking the time to be with us today and uh, Lindsay thank you so much for blessing us with your wisdom and your presence and we look forward to our next episode soon. Have a beautiful day.
0: Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach book, and more simply go now to www.TheUltimateCoachBook.com. That's www.TheUltimateCoachBook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.